took off all of my pants and underwear. Nice. <coughs> nice. Alex Bean, let's bean bag out. Yeah. Letting it hang down there. We have we have a sponsor for that too. Yeah. Just saying. Could help you out. Wow. Promo code bacon. Bacon uh, pod. Bacon pod. On yeah. Manscaped. Manscaped. Keep your marble marble tiny. Yeah. You know they they're making these like I don't know if you've seen it, but they have these like um like food vegetable pills. And like you can like take these pills instead of eating fruits or vegetables, which I don't advocate for. What if there was a bacon one? Huh. I would take a bacon pill. Would you? Well at least once. Well just to see what is it, it does. Is it what it does? <laughs> I mean, is it is it one of those things that kind of goes, well, you can have this and it has all the same properties as bacon, but you don't get the taste? Because if that's the case, yeah. I don't want it. Yeah, I, I'd rather get the. I don't need oh, bacon. You're not into bacon, bacon on that deeper level. I, I, I don't. Need, I don't need bacon for the nutritional value. Yeah, oh, really? I, I I eat it for what it does in my mouth. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, which yeah. creates magic. It does. Yes. Dude, I love it. I love it when stuff's done in my mouth. Me too. Dances on my tongue. Mm-hmm. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Hey. Hi. How are you feeling today, bud? I'm good. I'm nice. good. I'm uh I'm tired. I didn't drink that much. Yeah, um, I did. but I did. but it was daylight savings time when we recorded this episode. You know what? Can I just say, daylight savings time? It's bullshit. Can can suck suck it. all of the dicks. all of them bags bags. Of, you know what? No, I don't want it to suck bags of dicks. I want it to just suck one, but I want it to be a really bad one. I yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I want. Yeah, you know what that. <laughs> I think that's worse. That makes so much sense. I think that's worse. That is far worse. That is far worse. Uh, uh, but the show was great. We just did a yeah. show for all of you listening. Uh, it was your first show in three years because no, of two uh, years, two years because of COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? I was stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how it was for me. Uh, how was yours? How was how was your set? I was. It was great. I had a lot of fun, man. It was yours was great. I liked yours. I thought oh, thank was, you. I thought it was well, awesome. I thought you did a great job. No, honestly, it was really cool to to be doing it again. And and uh, you know, like I've on the show have talked about like yeah, you know, the live thing, whatever. Like, right. uh, but yeah, it's important. It's it's definitely important for uh, for bands, and it's important for for my mental health. I think as well. Yeah, um, you get something out. Yeah, yeah, and I do a lot of screaming, so it's like, oh, do. yeah, that 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 helps. It's it's funny because like cathartic. We both have our way of catharsis with a crowd, and and those ways are very different. Like yours is like you scream and get everything out, and me, I try and like reason with everyone. <laughs> like I'm like, do you guys know why we're all hanging out and why this is so great? Let's chat about it for a little while while you're waiting yeah. for me to sing the next song. Like we <laughs> just. Yeah, we do, we do, we do it in different ways, but it, but it works. But it's the it same, works. you know, it's the same result as just kind of getting all that out and stuff. But what what sucks was uh, it, it was the day that was daylight savings time. So here yeah. we are. The Saturday uh, was our show, and then the Sunday is the recording of said podcast, and it was daylight savings time. So we have so we lost one less hour. hour of sleep yes. on a night that we were already going to fucking not get any sleep. Yes. 
So, and it's our first episode of two taping today. Yes, but I will say um, that we got to talk to uh, Alex Bean, mm-hmm. uh, singer, songwriter, producer, engineer, everything, all the things. And uh, and what was great is that uh, he joined us, and the very first thing he said to me was like, "I'm so tired and hungover," and I was like, "This is gonna be fine." Yeah, because we're all meeting one in of the us. same place. <laughs> we're all one meeting in the middle here. Yeah, which is great. So, uh, so you guys are all in for uh, for listening to a fun uh, fun conversation with uh, with a fellow musician and a fellow writer. Yeah. Um, Speaking of f- fellow musicians and writers, uh, it is April, uh, yeah. and it is uh, the month that we are teaming with our buddies and rivals. Yes, it is. Um, and they have something to say. Did they send us something again? They, they might have. Let's see it. Here we are. We're, uh, we're week two of Rivals Aware- Awareness Month. Cube Here three. on Bacon is my podcast. There's a whole other bottle, by the way. There's there. a whole other bottle. I know. Uh, and we're here with Rivals, who is Hi. now on tour, supporting their new single and video. Oh. Is, Rivals the, is Rivals the first band to be on the show? All like once? everybody. Yeah. We, you guys are the first, like, well, gotta collect them all you're the first well yeah besides collecting them all i mean like are they the first to be on more than once yes no all right not not completely we oh. had people we had people show up on the bimpies that doesn't count that's an award show oh that's okay different. uh but yeah they're the first to like you guys are the also. first band to be repeat <laughs> Members <laughs> of Bacon is my podcast, right? Because we had yeah. Mickett way back when, right? We had we had Kaylee way back when, and then we had the hey. whole band once, and then like a whole week later, we had the whole band again, and now and now here we are this on Monday. F- this is like the the fourth fucking time. So uh, obviously, this is pre-taped. No, this is live. No, this, this is, is live. live. <laughs> what? So um, this is a Monday morning. So it is. Uh, it is <laughs> Monday. Night. It is Monday the eleventh. And <laughs> last night you guys were in Cleveland. Yeah. How did you enjoy Cleveland? How was Cleveland? Tell us intimately <laughs> about the show. How great was it? So awesome. It's so great. How's the blues? Do you have any really specific details about the venue? I played naked. <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> At least you're behind drums so you can pull it off. Right? Yeah, at Uh, least you're behind drums so you can pull it off. (laughs) 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 That's a masturbation joke. (laughs) I hate my band. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Tour antics are the best. Uh, you guys are out with Ashland and uh, Josh Lambert and a few other bands. No other bands. We're also with Ethan Cut. Can't say his last name. Cut. Ethan yeah. <laughs> neither, could, neither could Mike. That's why. I mean, he couldn't even. He couldn't even say your name in the interview. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. But look at it now. At first, yeah. Look at him yeah. now. Look at look at me Katie, now. Say Kaylee. Katie Hoof. Wait, other way. <laughs> backwards. No, you put Kaylee. <laughs> no, Katie Hoof. Uh, no, I tried like three or four times, and I got it right. Now. That was a big part of our uh, our award show. Was, our award show was was all the times of him mispronouncing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It was like a total 
It was a total brain fart. It was pretty excellent. It was, it was, it was pretty excellent. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm embarrassed. It's okay though. You should be. I You're should terrible. be. I absolutely. I'm a terrible <laughs> person. Uh, but yeah. So like, we have an idea. Okay. okay. So when 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 and if it doesn't happen yet, <laughs> do we. All right. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't happen yet, uh, when we see you guys on the fifteenth, we'll help you out with it. But we want you guys to do a little tour joke. A BDM. That we, would, that oh. we like to call gnoming. Gnoming. And what gnoming is, is we're going to give you guys some gnomes. We're going to give you a couple gnomes. And we want you to drop it in your tour mates. We want you to hide them. Hide amongst them amongst your tour mates. The other band's gear. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Deal. So they find some creepy ass gnomes. So we have two gnomes. It'll just be gnomes. Yes, they're gonna be. Yes. <laughs> so we're gonna drop. We're gonna drop them off to you, and we want to hear all about the stories about the gnoming eventually. Wait, how big are the gnomes? How big do you want them? We the ones I have are like Huge. this big, but we can get we can get some nice ceramic gnomes. Could you, you get want. like yeah. say like six feet? Six feet. You know what's funny is that we Could just did an we just did an interview with a uh, a producer. His name's Rob Jacobs, and he was working with Shakira, and he got a giant fucking gnome. It was to, like a four foot to gnome. mess with her. It was like a four foot gnome <laughs> to mess with Shakira, and then he actually got her a regular gnome and hid it among her things, and it was part of like a tour. And he had it on the episode. Like, he showed it. He was like, this is Shakira's gnome. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so so hear me out. Could you say get, like, 12 very, very small gnomes? And we'll see how long we can get this to play on the tour. Well, Mickey, I don't know what your budget is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but our budget our budget is such that like we can't fucking take requests from Mickett. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so then these gnomes, can you get 12 really small gold gnomes, solid gold? Solid gold gnomes. Yeah. Yes. In that I case, in that case yes. Pretty sweet a, spray paint in, in the garage here. We can spray paint as many gnomes as you like. <laughs> But we will, we will definitely hook you up with a couple of gnomes to uh, strategically mess with your uh, tour mates. Yes. Uh, speaking of it. which, because this shit it. has to start happening. Right. No. 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 We're we're gonna be the purveyors of gnoming. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, I'm gonna that be honest show, with you. Yeah. When you said gnoming, I thought it was gonna be some weird sexual thing. To be honest. With you. Yeah, that's what I thought. It definitely I, sounds it, like sounding or like. You I know, don't even know. How, how do you know it's not? That? How do you know it's not? I don't know. I mean, maybe hope it is. like yeah. shoving gnomes up your ass. I can't stop anybody. Well, then. Uh, Wait, why is it happening? I guess it doesn't. I mean, do you want to put in your people? Well, you, you know why, yeah, Josh? I don't want to put it anywhere. You, you know why, Josh? Because everyone has an ass. Yeah. This is true. Wait, 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 wait. The ass is inclusive. That depends on how big the gnome is. It does Josh will try on, anything twice. Yes, it does depend on the size of the gnome. That is very yeah. true. Okay. There's and also I've known about Josh, is Josh also the position like, of the gnome. If the gnome is like uh, in a in a in a YMCA position, <laughs> hey, no, thank you. The gnome can serve as two people at that point. That's true. Or we oh. got to go feet first. Ooh, that's a mm. naked question. <laughs> <laughs> like why? 
So if well, it's like YMCA gnome, but it's like six feet tall, right. now it's a story. Yeah. Well, now it's for everyone. Now it's for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that services everybody. Now, now it's a party. Now everyone's involved. Yeah. All right. So this Friday, you guys are going to be in Brooklyn. We're going to be there. We are. And we're going to do some stuff, and we're going to hang out. And I'm. Oh. Gonna, I'm going to probably like. Uh, oh. Beyond, we're going to be. Are we going to try things twice? We're going to bring gnomes. Maybe. <laughs> we'll be bringing gnomes. Uh, we're going to be bringing gnomes. We're going to be bringing. Um, let's bring some some shit for them to eat. We'll bring some shit for you to eat. That'll be nice. Uh, we'll have shit. some things to. Yeah. Well, well, it's not actual shit. We'll, we'll bring some. I mean, to our knowledge, we'll bring some things for you to eat. There you go. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe Kaylee will bring uh, some of that general sows. Those guys. I'm going to assume that it was hilarious or funny or informative or uh, just plain fun. Because I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing it when you're seeing it. Right. That's how that's working. That's how that's happening. That's behind the scenes mm -hmm. here at Bacon is My Podcast. Indeed. Brought uh, to you. Yeah. Brought to you by... Our friends at drinkwildbills.com, gregorassoff.com, poddex.com, and this episode especially brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Indeed. Keep those bean bags. Marbles. Lean and tight. Yes, yes. Uh, use the promo code BACON at Grill your ass off, poddex, and drinkwildbills.com mm -hmm. for 10% off your order. And baconpod at manscaped.com for 20% and free shipping. Pretty sweet. What are you giving shit away? Your balls will thank you. Yes, indeed. And we also have to thank our patrons. Yeah, we definitely do. Everybody over at, uh, at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, we hope you're enjoying all the extra content, the early content, the free shows, the live Commercial streams. Commercial free stuff. All that kind of stuff. So uh, hope you guys are enjoying that over there. And if you, as a listener, are into checking that out, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast and uh, just see what we got for you over there. We do want to do a huge thank you to everyone that is listening. Keep sending in those five-star reviews and uh, stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon, hashtag bacon pod, and hashtag bacon is my pod. Or bacon is my podcast. Any of those. Mm -hmm. Any yes. of those. Uh, but for now, let's jump into this interview. Let's do it. Now. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick time out. Uh, we want to tell you all about our awesome sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Uh, we've been telling you about them since the beginning of the year. We've been users for years. Uh, but now they've put out the new Ultra Premium Collection. And what the Ultra Premium Collection includes is a two-in-one shampoo conditioner, a body wash, a hydrating body spray, deodorant, and lip balm. And uh, what you do is you go to the pro, uh, to the shopping cart. Yep. You put all your things in there. Yep. And when you're done, you use the promo code BACONPOD and you get 20% off and free shipping. I'm going to stop for one second and I'm just going to let you guys know that I've actually been using this stuff for the last two weeks. I got my order two weeks ago and I've been using it every day. And so I'm just going to give you a super fast review. 
The shampoo conditioner is awesome. My hair feels great. It doesn't feel dry. It's not loaded down. It's not weighted down. And it, it actually feels really good. The body wash is awesome. It lathers up really great. I use a very little bit of it. I'm kind of like a uh, sponge guy, so I'll put it on the sponge, loofah, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's awesome. The, uh, the surprise for me has been the uh the body spray mm -hmm. it's really awesome i never used anything like that before i got it and i was like ah what's this gonna do i'll tell you what as a person with tattoos man my arms feel dry every now and then and sometimes for you of you that have tattoos you understand that like when it gets dry you start to feel like a raised up area for where mm -hmm. your tattoo was this actually it smells great and it feels great and it keeps you hydrated my hands my arms my tattoos that's what i've really used it on i haven't done the whole body or anything like that uh, i do use all the other products i use the crop preserver i use the foot spray at night i don't use it during the day because the might reviver as well wet. for a midday spritz yeah 100 uh, percent. that is the, not included in this but the wipes are key you can all use this stuff oh, here we go here we go. We got the wipes too. Yep. You can use all this stuff um, and you can get 20% off on all of these things. And of course, their flagship Lawnmower 4.0, which I was skeptical. I had the 3.0. Mm -hmm. They gave us a 4.0. I was like, how much better could it be? It's better. It's way better. I've nicked my sack on the 3.0. And I've nicked my sack zero times on the four point. Right. So go ahead, go to manscaped.com, use the promo code BACONPOD, get 20% off, get free shipping, and support a really awesome brand that we believe yeah. in and support the show a little bit. It's really good, guys. I don't care. If it's not good, I'd tell you because I don't care. Right. So it doesn't matter to me. But honestly, like, I'd use this stuff whether we had a discount or not. And I use our promo discount because that's what we have. <laughs> so have the same discount that we do. Indeed. And go over to manscaped.com and use Bacon Pod as your discount. Hey, it's Andy. And it's Dean from Nominee. And you've been consuming Bacon Is My Podcast. Yeah! That's it. <laughs> was, it, was the delivery too harsh? Should we do that again? Let's do it again. You, right you want to do it again? You want to do it again? Hi! My name's Andy! And I'm Dean from Nominee. You've been consuming bacon, my podcast. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> this is my favorite strings. I have tons. Do you guys use these strings? What is that? Oh, uh, Slinkies? I actually just got Slinkies for my baritone. How do you like the Paradigms? Dude, the Paradigms are great for uh, when you're not recording because they, they kind of dull the sound a little bit. But they don't rush. They don't break. These... I just put on my guitar and uh, rusted within a week, but they sound brighter and the better for recording. Right. I, yeah. I've seen the ads for the Paradigms where it's like Paul Gilbert like trying to destroy them. Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah, he's like trying to break them. He's doing crazy bends or he's hanging his guitar from the strings and stuff. Um, they seem gimmicky, but I didn't know how they sounded. No, they're good. Them. They're like very good. And I use the... the, the um, the 10 to 52s, which mm -hmm. is like skinny top, heavy bottoms. So you can right. do like extra bending and then your power cords and stuff like that. They sound a little deeper. So it's got that extra strength, string width. My my thing my thing is always wound G string. Yeah. Got to have the wound G. Because yeah. I, I don't like that extra like twang that you get when it's open with the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's nice and tighter. Dude, that's a lifestyle, man. 
Yeah, that's my thing. That's a lifestyle. Mongee is a lifestyle. You gotta search. You gotta seek those out. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is a pain in the ass. I get, I'll get like ten packs at a time just to make sure I got them. I got these big yeah. bags under my eyes. I just got like a big. I'm like a big bag of potatoes right here. <laughs> all right, it's all right. It's all good, man. Absolutely. This. I went to so many different places. I went to a little like an Irish pub. <laughs> Well, with that said, welcome, yeah. everybody, <laughs> to Bacon is My Podcast. Yeah, yeah, we are here. I didn't get to use my radio voice. You didn't. You but didn't. That's okay. it's okay. We got to hang out with uh, and learn a little bit about guitar strings with our buddy Alex Bean. What's no. going on, man? Dude, just chilling. I just took my beanie off and my hair is crazy. Um, but, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling. I'm a little um, hungover. I had indulged in alcoholic beverages this previous evening. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What was your uh, what was your weapon of choice? I was drinking some uh, like uh, what are they like wheat beers like Hef- Hefeweizen beers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really they're really good. They're like sweet. They're really good, but they, those are like low alcohol content. So how many of those did you have? Yeah, you well, it was like five point five. So it's like yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I probably had like a lot, and then I had some shots, and yeah, yeah. It's the shots in the middle. The shots in the middle always mess with you. Yeah, I had, I had a lot. It was a lot. It was I can't. Yeah. What's your What's your shot of choice? Is it just whatever you coming or tequila, man? Just Just hit hit me with some tequila shots or something, you know? Yeah, I I would imagine that in the beginning of the night you start with tequila, and then eventually there's just a shot that shows up in front of you, and then you're like, mine. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. I yeah. That's yeah. Sorry. No. Go ahead. No, no, no. I I was agreeing. Oh no, no. Please, I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> I had a, a weird dish. I had so I, I went on a uh, I had an evening with with a uh, with a female member of the opposite sex, and was enjoying uh, what they call a date at a restaurant, where you sit nice. and enjoy food and conversation. Um, but I ordered this weird thing, and it was like this. It was like a cheddar cheese shepherd's pie in a small little like cast iron thing. It was like really art- artisanal or whatever. It wasn't very good. They had, they had good beers though. Oh, nice. Well, you said it was an Irish pub, right? And then we went to the pub after that. Oh, okay. And that was popping in a weird way. <laughs> well, at an Irish pub, I was going to say you go for you know bar food, Guinness. You go for Guinness, yeah. Yeah, that's like a roast beef sandwich. Right. It's like drinking a roast beef sandwich. It's wonderful. Yeah. I love Guinness. I, I'll, I will drink a bunch of Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Guinness fan myself. Yeah. Do you oh. have a uh, – everybody's got that, like, one liquor that they can't do. Have you have you discovered yours yet where you're like, okay, none of these or else I uh, – That's not going to work. Time, time, time travel or people or <laughs> – Dude, I don't know. I mean, I feel like – Every like certain liquors have like certain weird bad memories or good memories. Right, right. But like Jaegermeister, maybe I think I've drank too much. Oh, <laughs> Jaeger, Jaeger. That fills me with regret just hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a young man's drink too. Like I feel like as I got older, I I, I can't even like smell it. I, I I never had a bad experience with it per se, but it's always like, oh, oh, what is this sugary stuff? It's like, look, it is sweet. Yeah, yeah. What about um? What's the other one? The, that Goldschlager. You ever you ever have Goldschlager? Oh, yeah. Goldschlager. Oh, oh it was like just straight cinnamon. Than... Yeah, but it had little gold flakes at the bottom. I yeah, thought so that said Pudex. Does that say Pudex? Like 
Pod. Oh, pod. Pod. pod oh. <laughs> two decks. Like, what are y'all getting into? Okay. You'll that's, you'll find out later. That'd be that'd be an interesting sponsor. Pudex. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when we get into the adult. Uh, if you uh if you work for a company called Pudex, hit us up. Hashtag what's your bacon? Yeah, <laughs> well, bacon's my pod. Let's talk. Let's yeah. figure it out. Fucking hey. <laughs> uh, so uh, besides a drinker, Alex is also a uh, a songwriter. Yes. He is an artist. He is a producer. He does all of the things. Uh, so yeah, like I, I've heard a little bit of your stuff, and it's really cool. I, I really love that uh, bringing back pop punk, but also adding electronic elements and adding you know pop elements and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what drew you to that? Like, what drew you to meshing the styles together? Because I know that you're a big Blink fan, you're a big Green Day fan, stuff like that. What made you go, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put it with the other stuff and, you know, almost like what Machine Gun Kelly is doing at times and stuff like that. Well, I was just like, um, I guess living in New York, I was just like surrounded and and exposed to all these different types of music and different different cultures and different people. And, uh, you know, I would go to tons of hip hop events and I recorded a lot of hip hop artists. I worked part time at some recording studios. I'd also interned at Columbia Records where I was in their like in-house mixing and mastering division. And so we, we I worked on some hip hop stuff there. Like I, I think I did the, what was it? Um, I did like the clean version of Earl Sweatshirt's album and like just some nice. stuff like that. And then what was so cool is that what really inspired me was I saw like all of my favorite artists growing up, like stopped, stopped being very popular and that kind of, that whole scene kind of died. And I, I just felt like there's no, there's nothing for me to be inspired by that's current. And so I was just searching and searching and being in New York at that time was like, you know, a great way to find what's happening. Um, and I was, and I was able to find that same feeling with a lot of new hip hop and alternative hip hop. And I felt like this is giving me that same, like really angsty, cathartic, like rock and roll feeling that I was getting when I was listening to Green Day and Blink. And I, I, I just thought that was really sick. And then, uh, as time moved forward, and I actually wrote. If you could find, you can find it on the internet. Um, there's a there's a publication called Pins Eye View, and I did a really long article with them, and I talked about how I thought hip hop was going to help make rock mainstream, and uh, how it was like reigniting that same emotion. And as that continued to go along, I was like listening to tons of emo rap and stuff like that, and so it just seemed natural for me to kind of blend the two. And then I had like a friend of mine who's a songwriter and he kind of encouraged me to do some more of that as well. Um, and he, I wrote castles with him uh, in New York and yeah, but yeah, kind of a long story, but that's, yeah, that's, that's that. No, that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. I was, um, what do you think it is that, and I've had this conversation with a couple different people mm-hmm. that it seems like in hip hop, um, there's a lot more uh, of a collaborative uh, exploration that that can be had versus what you see rock artists doing oh. and um like you'll see people jumping on each other's records and helping each other write songs and and you just don't see as much of it in the rock world and it kind of makes it feel like rock and roll would move along a lot faster and be a lot more mainstream and be a lot more um in the public eye if they would kind of adopt some of these right like, not so like it's my thing <laughs> There's some good and some bad to it, you know, because I think what's what's so sick about 
some of the classic bands we all love is they wrote their stuff and no one else right. did it. It was like Green Day and Rob Cavallo and maybe like their engineer in the studio. That was it. And Billy Joe wrote all of the lyrics and all the music. And then now, but you also have to think about like, you know, if you're a rapper, you're not a band. So you're not hanging out with like two or three other dudes. You're just by yourself. So you, that, that's, that's what inspires that, uh, that open collaboration that we all right. see. It's like, yeah, you're going to have like four or five features on your song and like six different songwriters because you don't have a band. You're just you're just some dude that's like working with a bunch of different people. So I think okay. that's part of it. Um, I do think that like you look at Machine Gun Kelly's album. I mean, every song has like eight different songwriters and stuff like that. And part yeah. of it like wishes that maybe there was less of that because you know that when you listen to like American Idiot or something to represent, um, <laughs> you know, it's like you're getting – Billy Joe's like actual you, you really understanding him as a songwriter and you, you're not like hearing other people's like oh well we brought in this guy because we think that it's going to make a hit song you know and right yeah, yeah yeah I can see really that too story that he's created and it's you know pretty in depth so I, I do miss some of that and I think you know I wish there was wish there I think there's going to be more of that in the coming years yeah do you think there's a detachment um when you when as as someone that's written songs with other people do you feel like if uh if you're writing the lyrics and you're writing the song you feel like a, a big ownership to it you know yeah. um do you feel like when you are shopping that out or having someone else co-write or having multiple people on it it detaches the performer from the art in some way it depends it really depends i think it's a case-by-case -case basis definitely because mm -hmm. I think there's some amazing songs that were collaborative processes. And like the song I did castles, like I wrote that with this guy, Jesse Fink. And like I said, he was the one that is, like, was like, Oh, Alex, like you would, you should like put emo rap in your stuff and, right. and, and, and lean into that. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were writing that song. And it was actually, he goes, you want to write a song for marshmallow? Cause marshmallow was wanting like all these like, you know, emo revival, like anthems and stuff. So yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, let's fucking write Marshmallow a song. Hell yeah. And then we were doing it and I had like, I had like so many voice memos and like notes on my phone. Like my notes right. actually back until to like 2011. Mm -hmm. So I have like songs I've written on my phone since when I was like in sixth grade. And so I'm like pulling out old lyrics into this and really getting into the song. And I was like, dude, I think, you know, I really think this is going to be like an Alex Bean song. And he was like, yeah, that makes sense. Please take it. And yeah, that's, I mean, it was just like, I felt a connection with it that I don't know. I've never really liked writing for other people. Cause at the end of the day, I'm always like, you know what? That's, that's my song. I'm, I'm, I'm right. Yeah. Thing that, you know, commercial <laughs> break. This episode of Bacon is my podcast is brought to you by drinkwildbills.com and growyourassoff.com. Use promo code BACON to get 10% off your entire order. Yeah. Uh, grilling season is never over. And you always want to quench your thirst. And why not do it with some craft-made beverages yeah, by the, Wild Bills? The two work together pretty awesome. Yeah. Agreed. So go ahead. Hit them up. Check it out. It helps them which are awesome companies and it helps us it helps us and it helps you and it helps you to because you live like live a more flavorful life you like delicious things in your mouth indeed so do go it. do it now
Do it. Okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, they, this right? so I'll be like, I'm Mike and I'm Damien. Well, I like the consuming though. That's a good line. Yeah, oh, oh, and we are, and we are, and we are Felicity, and you are consuming. Taken is my podcast. And you are consuming. And you are consuming. That's a good adjective. Okay, That's a good right. verb. It's verb. Are so. uh, right, you got it? Do you want to practice again, or you got it? Let's try it. I'm Mike, and I'm Damien, and, and we, we are Felicity, Felicity. and you, you are consuming. consuming. Bacon is my podcast. Yeah. I've I, I've I've had that same experience helping someone write a song and and not being a part of it then and being like oh man that's that's kind of I feel <laughs> I feel close to that yeah you know, then then you start to hear like it's it's great when someone takes something that you did and they do something that you wouldn't have thought of and it's like oh it's awesome you made that so dope you made that much better but yeah. like the other thing can happen too <laughs> and it's yeah. like oh man just give it back. Um, so, <laughs> I think what happens a lot of the times is, is it's, everything's too compartmentalized. So mm-hmm. you have like, okay, let's find the the girl that's like really attractive and she has a good voice. And then let's find the songwriters that are really like amazing with words and melody. And then let's find the producer that can make it sound amazing and current. Right. And while I think it's that's that collaborative effort's really cool, I think there's a balance because sometimes it feels like Sometimes it's cooler to have a singer that really maybe isn't the best singer sing his own lyric. Like it's like Bob yeah. Dylan, you know what I mean? Like I don't care yeah. if Bob Dylan sucks at singing. Or like Tom DeLonge, it's like he's not a very good singer, but him doing it actually gives it like this added sense of magic. That's a unique, yeah, there's, you know. There's a realness that happens there. You start to feel like you you're knowing the person because oh, uh, yeah. no one no one can give something the authenticity that you can if you wrote it. Right. And and it's like, do I just want to hear a pretty voice or do I want to like have that unique sonic signature that no one, no one else can replicate what I do. You know what right. I mean? And the emotion. Yeah. The, the raw emotion. Right. For sure. guy that made the, the words. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in, in an interview, you said wow. that you, you put yourself in real uncomfortable situations to write. And, uh, that's something that we talk about all the time. Uh, together because we, we write music together every once in a while. Um, how do you deal with that? And how do you deal with that in the collaborative process? Well, I mean, when I say uncomfortable situations, I mean, just like being outside of my comfort zone, not like physically uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So right. I mean, like, I, like, like when I was up in New York, I was, nobody was into rock and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, the weird kid that like green day and, and punk and all that sort of stuff. And everybody else was into either like hip hop or it was like, not like trap hip hop, but like old school hip hop, mm-hmm. um, like nineties hip hop and uh, stuff like that. And then singer songwriter type stuff, EDM. And then like a lot of that, like kind of more lo-fi rock that was going on in the mm-hmm. 20s, right. like kind of Mac DeMarco type stuff, mm-hmm. um, kind of more like artsy type rock, soft rock that I didn't really like. Cause it's like, well, it's guitars and drums, but it's not dope. But uh but exposing myself to all these different things, getting outside of my comfort zone and, and trying and the, my whole, the whole time I was there, I was like, how can I take what's going on here and use it and learn from it and like try to make a new era of rock and not like pigeonhole my, not pigeonhole, my, but not like be close-minded, you know, I try to be as open-minded right. as possible and figure out a way to evolve, you know? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. And I, I, Going back to the why do you think uh, rappers adopt the um, 
the whole collaborative thing. It's because they don't have bandmates. We have bandmates, right. and we're like, yeah, like he was saying. But I don't know. Like, uh, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> so, yeah. but I, I like I don't have bandmates, and I'm like I'm doing rock as a solo artist. Right, and that's like become kind of a thing now. Is like. And it gives me so much flexibility because I'm I'm not on anybody else's schedule, and I get to collaborate with other people. Like I like I've worked with. I mean, I've produced the vast majority of my songs, but I've also worked with other producers. Like I have a song coming out in uh, June that's produced by this awesome guy. I won't say it. I can't say it yet. Um, and then I've written songs with with other people. Like I have some cool writing credits coming up on some songs. Can't talk about mm-hmm. that yet. But I, I really enjoy that, and I think it's actually a little bit more interesting in a different way than bandmates collaborating collaborating with other people. Um, but I would love to like I really want to go on like a tour with like some emo rappers or some like really rock influenced rappers, or even like collaborate on some on some shit with with guys like that. I think that'd be sick. Um, I, I hopefully there's like a new Warp tour or something that that has like a mix yeah yeah right where it's where it's not just all the same genre or the same sound all the whole yeah. show you know yeah I, I love shows that are more mixed like that too for you sure kind of like see I get so bored hearing the same thing mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. even listen to a whole record half the time yeah. <laughs> I have to like so, I need a different voice so how 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 would you how would you approach a, like the Alex Bean experience you, you're mm-hmm. gonna do a live show like how are you gonna approach that. Doing live? Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna do are you gonna get a band together? I'll have a backing band for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look at this hair. That's just so hat hair. It's it's glorious. It's mighty. Mine is pretty bad too. That's why I have my hat on. I'm just getting hot in the beanie. The sun's beating down. Well Um, it's getting warmer. Yeah. It 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 is getting warmer. It was cold as hell last night, let me tell you. Oh, dude. Here too. We, we had, single uh, digits, and we had. It's a been show. beautiful weather like all week, and then uh, the night that we have a that we have a gig, we put like we just a bunch of our friends, bands, the three of us put a show together, and it's first gig any of us are doing in 2022, and it's like sleeting snow, rain, shit weather. Like, all right, and That's and how it should be, and the wind and That's the wind is 30 be. to 50 mile per hour gusts. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh. which is pretty sweet. It was my first show in two years since pre-COVID. Yeah, so yeah, it was a uh, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks. And then I couldn't find a goddamn Taco Bell that was open. Should Dude, that's, that's the tra- most tragic thing of all time. <laughs> it was so sad. Like the first one we went to, that was on me. It was late. It just wasn't open. Right. Okay, so then. My wife, she, she, Jen, she looks up the thing and she goes, okay, this one's open. I go to the next one. We literally get to the, where the teller and they're like, Hey, uh, the headsets, um, died. So we're closing. And I was like, wait, you can't take orders any other way. Like fucking really? <laughs> you can use your ears and your mouth. Like, aren't we talking right now? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Had to head close head. the heads. Yeah. The headsets are aren't working so we have to so, okay. third time's a charm so what'd you get yeah what'd you get oh come on cheesy gordita crunch right crunch wrap supreme regular taco nice, nice dude right, i just got willie's burrito sorry to interrupt oh no, what, i was what, gonna say what's your what's your taco bell i had a willie's burrito where where, where are y'all at right now what city y'all in uh we're in new york we're we're long island long island right now love it I'm in Atlanta, so you guys don't. You yeah. probably don't, don't know what Willie's is like. Chipotle, 
but okay. local. So there's like okay. 10 of them in Atlanta, and it's just the best. You nice. know, it's just really good. Um, so I got a burrito there today. Speaking of burritos. Nice. Sweet. We're going to be in Atlanta in uh, November. So, yeah, we'll be there. Oh, yeah. Have to, yeah, you'll have to bring us to Willie's. Dude, bring <laughs> up, dude. Let us know. Let us know. Let's we'll do it. Yeah, let's dude. do it. For real. I'm in. Cool. Shoot me a text. Let's do something silly. Let's yeah, go to the absolutely. Irish pub. Let's go to the Irish pub. Let's do we it. drink Jameson. So, yeah, we right. drink Jameson. I'll drink it. So, we'll do Jameson. We'll do some Guinness. And that's, that's let's how do it some goes. Guinness. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. We got we got a hookup now. Nice, but, I like it. I like Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta a couple of times. I've uh, I've always thought it was pretty cool. I used to drive there. I grew, grew up in Indiana. I was in the Midwest, so I would take the the ten hour drive to Atlanta. Oof, go hang out. <laughs> yeah, we can go to the zoo. I got a um, I got a membership, a yearly membership. Oh, nice. Yeah, we go see okay. stuff. I love zoos, man. I love zoos. zoos. We we have we have uh, the we have the Bronx Zoo membership. Here it's okay. like Bronx Zoo and and Queen Zoo and Central Park Zoo. Yeah. So well, yeah, you can just go whatever you want. It's really nice. Dude, I think giraffe are like the most amazing animals up, up close. Just like they defy any sort of logical structure. Yeah, they're crazy. Uh, like I I was I love watching and and I don't like watching animals fight, but watching giraffes. Oh my fight god, is crazy. They do. They fight. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, they start looking up, and then man. they whip their head at each other. It's like nuts. <laughs> yeah, those those antlers—they're they're, they're <laughs> actually hard, right? Because they have like these things aren't their ears. Yeah, they're like little extra things. They're little devil horns, little knives. Yeah, oh, they they'll fuck you up. They will fuck you up. Actually, so we we the the family and I we're all going to Disney and we're staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. Oh, that's so. And fun. we have a uh, a Savannah View room. So when you go out the back door or the, the sliding glass door, you can have coffee and look at gazelles and giraffes. That's so sick. That is totally awesome. Yeah. yeah. And most likely there's going to be plenty of shit right outside the door. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I've done that, actually. Where you oh, go yeah? To, yeah, you go to the – it's like the Animal Kingdom Hotel at Disney World in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I think I've done that when I was younger. It's fun. That's yeah. all. I did the drive through safari where, like – Monkeys will land on the hood of your car. No. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We had a we had the the Six Flags one where uh, the monkey sat on our uh, side view mirror and just uh, it was a baboon and just pissed. <laughs> he just sat and then he just pissed right on the the thing and I was like, wow, this is more than I bargained for. You paid for that. Yeah, yeah. That Dude. cost you money. Follow. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I don't know if it was that trip or the next one, but my my father was like when the Great American Scream Machine had just opened up. My dad got stuck on it, dude. That's for like an hour and a half. That does suck. Yeah, dude, the Scream Machine—that's like a thing at um, Six Flags or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a roller coaster guy? Uh, I mean, not regularly. I don't think I've been on a roller coaster since high school, but I don't know. I'd go on one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Someone give us like, hey, Alex, tomorrow we're going to Six Flags. We'll be like, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a couple friends that like they're afraid of heights, so they're like, "There's oh. no way I'm going on a roller coaster." I'm like, "You are out of your mind." It's the shit right there. It's so good. You're locked so into good. something. I mean, at the end of the day, you're strapped into that thing. What can go wrong? Yeah. What's What's going to happen? And if it does happen, you're dead. Whatever. Right. It's It's, it's over anyway. But at least you're on a roller coaster. Gotta like you're responsible for yourself too much in skydiving. I won't do it. I've sure. I've been I've been skydiving and it was awesome. Dude, it was awesome. No. 
It was that so nice. is insane, dude. That it was it was great. It was it was uh and what was what was funny is uh I had to go tandem with somebody. So I got there and the guy looked at me and I'm not a small dude and he was not a small dude and he was like, Oh man, we're gonna rock it towards the earth. I was like, All right, <laughs> all right, man, that's gonna be great. And I was like, Can we do any flips or anything like that? And he was like, No, we cannot. <laughs> we're gonna jump out of the plane and we're gonna watch our regulators, and when it is time, we're gonna pull the chute and we're gonna cross our fingers. And I was like, What? <laughs> talking about yeah, that but it was nuts. how tall it was, it was great man um i am uh i'm like 510 i'm not a tall guy but i'm like 200 pounds stocky. yeah i'm a stocky dude yeah yeah you guys are hur hurling towards the earth oh yeah we were yeah we were rockets <laughs> we were meteora <laughs> we definitely were <laughs> what's that so, in the middle right there what's that there's a little like red fluid this that's Jameson. Yeah, this is. Uh, oh, you put it in the special little tincture. This is our little. This is our globe. This is uh -huh. diversity in here. It's actually a, a, a glass ship. Oh, cool! Is is the diversity two? It's the diversity two. Okay. Thanks, Jim. I broke diversity one. Uh oh. Yeah. So um, that's what happens. That's what happens when you drink it all. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, you know, Jameson's not paying us, so we're not going to put their logo on it. Right. <laughs> not a sponsor. If there is a, a good Irish whiskey uh, company out there that yeah. wants to sponsor Hit us. us up. Hashtag what's your bag? <laughs> what's There's your whiskey? There's a company that wants to sponsor y'all. Absolutely. Ooh, we'll take yes. it. We'll I'm in. take it. I'm in. Okay, well, you had to pick one. Oh, man. Do we go Hormel? Or do we go... Uh... <laughs> Oscar Meyer, Oscar Meyer, Oscar Meyer, Oscar Meyer, Hormel are probably the biggest ones, right? It's yeah. too commercial. I, I, I like Hormel. I'm, none of that Applegate crap. We need to see. Like, I was gonna say y'all should go Applegate for that. Applegate like, is like that slime crap. bacon. Yeah, that's true. We we should it's, get like like a butcher box or something like. Yeah. That. Yes. Artisanal. Yeah, some kind of artisanal will. bacon. With that artisanal bacon. <laughs> or Peter Luger's bacon. Now that's that's some good shit, dude. That's some good bacon. That's uh that's high quality. That's 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 hashtag I professional. There. I really wanted to go there when I was in New York. It's fantastic. It's a it's a religious experience. Yeah, dude, I've I only been once. Steak, yeah. So the steak is. <sighs> what's your uh? So so you went to a you went to a restaurant last night. You went on a date. What's yeah. your uh? What's your like go to restaurant type place? I just anywhere. I just I pick a new place. Try to pick a new place every time. Yeah, do you have a do you have a cuisine that's your favorite, or are you? Oh, uh, well, depends on the mood. So, like, if I'm working on music, it's definitely going to be Chinese food because that's like mm -hmm. for some reason that makes the most sense, right? Or, or in the but if I'm also pizza, there's like a really good pizza place I go to called Fellini's here in Atlanta. That was my charger, um, and it's pretty good. Uh, but it was like an American new. It was like new American. Yeah. Pizza. No, I like that, like yeah. where they where they bring elements of like a little of everything. That's that's what's up. That's yeah. my my thing too, for sure. I mean, I love Mexican food, um, and I like that's not date food though. It's not. It, was, it could sometimes uh, date with margaritas, Mexican food. That could be fun. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I don't know, man. That that's risky business. Lots of lots of cheddar cheese, lots of spicy things. I don't know yeah. if I'd want to start. Start out with a first date or second date with a let's go to Mexican and hey man, lay the cards on the table, yeah, see how, see how it plays out. Well, that's that's 
that doesn't happen until later I, I on. Filmed, I have a music video coming out about a date. Oh yeah, yeah. It's filmed entirely on VHS. Oh, that's so great. you that's your thing. That's great. So so the the video you've got yeah. uh, has all it's these. A mixture. The first video, the Castles music video, is a mixture. But this one's like full straight up. Really? Yeah. It took me so long to make this. So here's what I did. Uh, we filmed it with like 4K, really nice digital cameras. Mm -hmm. And then I bought uh, from B&H Photo these special converters. They're called Geffen HDMI to S-Video Scalers. So it takes the video out of my computer. It goes from HDMI into S-Video, which is slightly has more resolution than like the regular yellow cable that we always have loved since right. the before. Right. Right, so it's like twice the resolution of that S video. It's like not really well known. That goes into a special S video VCR with spe special S VHS tapes, which have twice the amount of lines as a regular VHS tape. And then it goes out of that S video into an S video to HDMI scaler and then into the Blackmagic HDMI to Thunderbolt capture card. So I'm capturing S VHS tapes at 1080p <laughs> And we did this with like 12 hours of footage. And then we scaled that down to a two minute and 18 second video. <laughs> wow. That is a lot. Wow. Of, so you, you're obviously you're, you know, you do production, you do mixing, all that kind of stuff. Do you venture into the, obviously a little bit into the video world? Do you do that? I, I don't well? do my video work, um, but I did do that particular aspect of the video work, but I'm always hands-on with video. I'm, I'm like always at my editor's place my director's place mm -hmm. working on stuff. I mean, I'm the majority of the time I'm sitting there with him, helping him do that. I've got a great guy um, uh, named Phil Sellers. He works with Motion Family, which is like this really cool, uh, primarily hip hop uh, music video company here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. They do like Q Chains and you know Lil Baby and all, like a bunch of really oh, nice. good rappers. Um, yeah. So I've just been working with this guy, and uh, we have we have more stuff coming up. I got like whole series of acoustic stuff you've seen maybe one or two of those mm -hmm. and, and much more videos lots awesome. of juicy so what what made you decide to do the the vhs <laughs> like you put all that work in it i just thought it'd be sick yeah i don't know i wanted it to feel like no better reason man no better reason i wanted it to feel like it was like 1999 mm -hmm. and someone had shot this on their like camcorder and it was like you know memories right yeah yeah well i mean it 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 really it ties into the whole punk aspect the the pop punk aspect of what you're what you're doing yeah, yeah. that nostalgic yeah. feel well is it like the castle video you've got the skaters in it and yeah you know like that that gives you one feeling of nostalgia yeah. that you had because it but reminds you of like yeah, it yeah. reminds you of like those old. Uh, now you're not a skater though, right? You yeah, know? I'm not. I'm, I'm the biggest poser, and you can see me in the video being pushed on the skateboard for a second. It's really. Right. <laughs> Dude, you, you know what you got to do? You're not a poser if you lean into it. If right. you're like, I suck at this. I just appreciate the art. Right. right. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. I, dude, I'm the biggest poser, and people are calling me a poser and for fun, and I would embrace it. And that was That's part of that was part of the magic of that day. You, should, you gotta oh, yeah. lean into it. You lean into it, man. I was wondering. I was wondering because we get we get a lot of like different viewpoints. You know, again, producer, uh, engineer, that kind of stuff. 
uh, do you produce and engineer your own work? Because I do get a lot, like, I do that for my band. I just, a lot of my stuff, I, all of my stuff I put out by myself. Um, only it's, it's to challenge myself. That's, that's why I do it. But do you, do you go to other people to record your stuff or do you feel like you're able to keep, uh, you know, like a fresh perspective and uh, when you're going in as like an engineer or a producer or anything like that with your own material? It really depends. I mean, I've, I've found most of the time that mixing has become less and less part of the process because I learned that I was spending a lot of time mixing my old songs and they would never sound good. And that was just because they were bad songs. And what's interesting to me is a lot of the times when I'm finished, like producing the track, like, you know, put it like laying all the guitars down, doing all the stuff. And I just end up for, for the mixing stage. I just like color code stuff and then do little tweaks and it's done. So yeah. I think that's been a that's been like a huge thing that I've learned in the past like two years. Um, but I, I like working with other people a lot, especially like I go to a lot of studios here in Atlanta and work with a lot of dope engineers um, and working with some mastering engineers right now um, that are working on the new Machine Gun Kelly album. Uh, he's that guy, the guy who's working on that's going to be mastering some of my stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I have a, a song coming out. So that VHS video I was talking about was produced by a really dope producer. He's produced stuff for like Alicia Cara and uh, this cool artist named Jutes. Um, and yeah, he's he's really sick. Um, but yeah, I, I think both. But I like producing my own shit because it's like it's part of the process. And then some, like some of the most legendary artists have produced their own stuff, you know? Yeah. So, like, I mean, like Prince did all of his own stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jimmy Page produced every single Led Zeppelin album. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of, of musicians that have produced and recorded their own material. Yeah, I just because uh, I there there are a lot of people who are in that like school of thought that think you can't um, you can't be objective right. and stuff. And the way I usually like work my stuff is I'll, I'll bounce it off him or I'll bounce it off another buddy of ours, DJ, or I'll, I'll send it out off to people and be like, hey, what do you think of this? I'll do a demo version and then you know, so it's gone to the point where I've I've sent full logic files to DJ, and he'll chop it up and this and that, and he's like, "Okay, this is this is what I think," yeah. and stuff like that. So, do you do anything like that? Do you have any like confidants that you send your stuff off to and oh, yeah. go, "Hey, listen, man, I, I I need an objective year. I need I need somebody who's going to be yeah straight up with me." Oh, totally. I've like yeah, tons of friends from school. I I like will text them my my mixes and songs and be like, you know, what do you think? Or I'll just be like excited about it. Cause I just bounced it from pro tools. I'll be like, dude, check this out. And then see what he says. Um, but yeah, I've never, number of friends. I just always send stuff to, um, I think yeah, that's part I, of it. Just to see what they say. Yeah. I love, I love that process. I, I just love, you know, being, being in the production process. And I feel like that's the best way to kind of get that objectivity rather than not, you know, Rather than be like, well, my song is good and that's it, and that's that's the way it's gonna be, and that's <laughs> right, right. printed. Dude, some of the times I now don't use I try to use as few plugins as possible and just get it right at the beginning. Yeah. And I thought it makes it way better. So I'm my new philosophy when I'm telling secrets. I can't tell secrets, <laughs> but I'll tell just a little bit of stuff. We won't tell anybody, it's all right. I yeah. know they don't. Please. It's just between you and us. 
I'm just telling you this. Okay? <laughs> um, but I don't like now, like the maximum amount of plugins I'll have on a track is like one or two or maybe none. Like I, basically just vocals have plugins. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've found that if you use really high sample rates and don't use a lot of plugins, it's all about the leveling and sound selection. And that's it. You find a good kick drum and it's like, you don't need to do anything to it. Just level it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. yeah. So, and the high sample rates, like this is something that I've started doing and all my music, except all my music starting with the next release, is going to be all at 96 or higher or, and, and, or some of them will be at 88. And I'm working on four songs right now that are going to be at 100 76.4 wow damn I'm, I'm, the high sample rates are the truth i'm telling you everybody <laughs> doesn't want you to do it because they're scared that you're going to beat them with your high sample rates but <laughs> so so you yeah. do like minimal tracks and no, no, minimal no, plugins. i'm not i'm not into minimal tracks as much as i'm into minimal plugins i mean right. okay i'm all for doing tons of tracks but i used to do tons of guitar tracks and now i'm like paring it down to where it's like I'm trying to be like as efficient as possible because I feel like it's more emotional the less you do in a weird way. Right. I feel I feel like as as somebody who like does the recording and does the production and stuff like that, it is fun to do all of that stuff. But sometimes you, you just kind of like I know what'll sound good on this. Well, that's yeah. what's the song? Yeah. What's the song need? Not yeah. How creative can I get with sounds? Yeah, and I think I like I've gotten lost in that too. But when you pare it down and you go, well, what's the song actually want? Like the song is the most important thing, always. Mm-hmm. And so you just do right by that, and you're in a pretty good place. Yeah, don't get lost in the sauce. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I wanted to ask um, you. So you started. Uh, you started as a musician when, like, around when, like you, oh, yeah. you dr- drums was your first instrument, yeah. correct? When did you, when did you, like, how early did you get started? Oh, I mean, I started playing drums and I was like, like, what, 2009. So that would have made me like 12 or 11. Okay. So, yeah, my, my, my older brother played, was playing guitar a lot and he, he still plays, but he doesn't like do it professionally or anything. Right. But uh, he, like, was forming a band with some friends at school and he went out to the store like I think it was like a Sam Ash music store. I don't know if you'll have that. Yeah. But we bought like that starter kit, like the Tama starter. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. And was so sick. We set it up. And then the kid that was supposed to play drums for him, like one of his friends decided he wouldn't want to do it. And so I just started going down to our basement with my brother and I just taught myself how to play drums. And as soon as I got my, my right foot and my left hand, Unlock, unlocked from one another. It was just everything else was super easy. Right. And I think okay. starting something like that from a really young age is like learning a, another, like a foreign language at a young age. Yeah. Yeah. It ingrains it in you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Your mind is a sponge at that age. So mm-hmm. you're, you're like, it's like an exponential rate of learning. So I was like, you know, I love drums and I'm, I'm yeah. Uh, and then guitar, I had a lot of guitars around. My older brother had like, Two, you know, kind of like entry entry level, um, like electric guitars, you know, right? Like some, of those, some of those kits and stuff. And then I found this Green Day American Idiot burn CD. It was like a silver CDR. Yeah, that a friend from our old neighborhood, these girls down the street, had given my older brother, and they had like 
burned it off of their iTunes and given us this CD, <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, I had like, I have like two years of conscious memory of that being like a thing before Spotify took over. Right, yeah. But I found that in a drawer and I listened to it and I was like, this is so sick. And then I realized that I think I looked up the guitar tabs for um, Jesus of Suburbia and. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wait, it's all power chords. And I learned how to do the power chord. And I was like, oh, wait, all the other Green Day songs are just power chords, too. So I would just, like, rip through all the Green Day stuff. Like, this is yeah. – it's like drums because you're – this is, like – Right, it's all it's all rhythmic-based. It's yeah. all rhythm, yeah. Right. And it was – my brother was doing all of this with his left hand. I didn't do that. I'm not right. into – I can't be Eddie Van Halen. But <laughs> I can That's drum. this guy. Yeah, me either. That's yeah. this guy me, right here. Me either, yeah. <laughs> But I, I can drum with my hand. I can drum on the guitar. That's how yeah. I in, the, in the beginning. And then I started writing songs initially. Like I, I, I just stopped wanting to. My brother loved to like play other people's songs, but I just like got jealous or uh, of other people having songs and like right. like I'm not gonna spend my life learning famous people's music. I'm just gonna make my own, and it's gonna be famous, you know. So nice. Started writing stuff um but i was I always loved writing as like when i was in elementary school i wanted to be like an author i would write like you know fantasy little like attempts at novels <laughs> you know well you are you are a lord of the rings fan i yeah i, I love lord know. of the rings yeah, yeah. so your 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 fantasy novels are, are sure to come sure to oh, yeah. the yeah, next tolkien yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when were you so when you were songwriting and you started that whole process? Were you kind of drawn to I want to be in a band and I want to do a live aspect of it, or were you yeah. drawn more towards I want to write songs? And like, when did you start getting into the oh, what are the mechanics of making a song in the studio, or what goes into this um, recording aspects? Like, I, I always wanted to be like the lead singer of like a pop punk band, and now it's like more of a solo thing. But in terms of a recording process, I, I just like. All the kids at my school didn't want to didn't want to do music. I think the parents were probably like, "You can't do music. That's super stupid." So then I started going to these hip hop studios and being like, "You know what? What can I do? I'll just I'll hang out and do whatever y'all want." So I, I remember spending summers like doing garbage Starbucks and wrapping microphone cables, and I thought that was so sick. Nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like rent all these. Wait, I'm sorry. I buy all these really cheap like penny books on ebay of like old recording manuals and handbooks and like read those it's like there's one by miles huber called like modern recording techniques from yeah. the fourth edition from 1990 something nice that book was my was awesome nice read books kids yeah <laughs> definitely read books yeah there's, there's still a lot of value in in especially old i i i know that like my drummer went to school for recording and he, and this was like, he graduated probably eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was like, yeah, it's all different now. So it's like, not, none of it's the same. And I'm like, no, I think fundamentally no, fundamentals are all it's the same. You know what I mean? Like when you're talking about how sound works and how instruments work together and how to, how the to place things. Change. I feel yeah. like, I feel like it's just, <laughs> things are upgraded. Right. Yeah. It's not, it has, cause I studied recording in, in college for a little while too. And, and uh, I didn't graduate and stuff because I was going to be a fucking rock star. Right. Uh, so I didn't need college, but uh, I mean, it, it, like I still approached it. Like I still was doing it uh, regardless, but yeah, like 
the fundamentals are all there. Right. Sound is sound, right. no matter what. Frequencies are frequencies, no matter what. So your understanding of that kind of thing, it, it shouldn't be lost in. Yeah, in I would that. imagine. I would imagine if you got a book from the '90s that gave you modern recording, a lot of it would still be transferable. You just, you just have technology that helps you get to from point A to point B a little easier, right? right. Quicker, you know. Right. We we'll talk about like 1176 compressors, and I'm like, oh, I just have a digital version of that. It's exactly right. Thing. Right. You know, yeah, right. yeah. There's there's no difference between tweaking a knob and and tweaking a knob on your on your computer. Digital knob. Yeah, it's like the same thing with uh, like using a, a a Helix or right. a, or a Kemper or something. No, no, I Kemper's no fuck Kemper's fuck Kemper's. I love a Kemper, bro. I have my Kemper right here. I just got it. Nice, dude. The yeah. Kempers are this thing. So like, I, all right. So good and dope and don't say shit. <laughs> so so Kempers fuck me up. It you know what? It's a me thing. It's okay. not it's not a Kemper thing, it's a me thing. Yeah, so Kempers sound great. It's not me. Right? But, but instead of <laughs> taking like an amp and going, okay, well, you have everything at zero. Cool. That's how the amp works. It's okay, well, here's the profile of this amp, and it's a it's a uh Red channel JCM 800, uh, but it's it's locked to this, right? When you change the like the different knobs and the different par parameters, it's not like working an amp. It's like working an EQ, correct? I see what you're saying. It doesn't change like the gain structure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying because because like the preamp, I guess, is where the EQ is in a Marshall mm -hmm. or. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. how that works. So yeah, maybe you're you're changing the the gain being fed into the power amp section, which could then adjust the actual gain tone that you're getting. Whereas yeah, if you you adjust an EQ on a Kemper, I think you're right. It might just be that you're just like reducing bass on like a fab filter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now what what you need to do is since you work on work with so many studios is you need to use that profiler uh, thing and go in get all the expensive amps. Oh, yeah. How plug many profiles in, have profile you taken? It. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time to do that. Like, if I was doing a lot of just engineering, but I'm not. I, I don't do that. But I, I would say, like, you know, engineers probably spend a lot of time doing that. I just find some shit that works, and I found less gain is more gain. Yes. Um, so that's been an always discovery for me. Yeah, he taught me that. I yeah, I, I remember. I remember that uh, the the first time I got to work with like a guitar player that knew things. And and I was setting my guitars up, and they was like, okay, so first off, uh, all that all those mids that you took away, we need to put all those back in because you're a guitar oh. player, you <laughs> know, and all that all that bass that you have, cool, yeah, this sounds great when you're by yourself in your room, when you put a band in front of it, you don't hear you at all. So let's get rid of that. Let's get and all that gain you're giving yourself is just making things hissy. Right. So get rid of that, you know, and and you want to sound heavy, you want to sound grungy and rocky then yeah less gain less gain is more gain Weird. it's so it's so counterintuitive yeah it's like a, and then the other thing is like the harshness thing like i remember when i was my some of my earlier recordings are really harsh because i thought that was punk to make it brittle right but it ended up sounding cheap and what was weird is i remember this guy this really cool engineer bob power he was at, at this you know one of my teachers at this nyu school and uh, 
he had done he'd engineered like uh tribe called quest and uh like tons nice. of really good hip-hop recordings and th this guy's like a very like he's a veteran you know of, of right yeah engineering and he was like you know what makes the really good alternative rock and pop punk records good is actually the low end and they're a lot warmer than you think and they're less brittle than you think and i was yeah. so then i went back and listened to american <laughs> idiot and i was like wow there is so much like gut power in those drums yeah. and bars it's not brittle it's like weird it's like yeah <laughs> right right yeah yeah it's yeah. it's it's crazy to see how like you you find those those bands and you think that they're doing one thing and then you see what actually went into getting the tones and the sounds that they did and it's yeah. very similar to um just like great rock records and great like well mixed records even yeah. even like it's just the well, tones i feel, I feel like i feel like we all figure out tone in our like in our bedroom with the shitty practice amp and we're like yeah this this kind of sounds like it yeah metal and then sound, man. as we get as we get older and as we get you know jobs and stuff like that we only get better equipment but that better equipment you take and you're like oh, okay these shitty amp settings let me make this will work on a mesa sound like my old this shitty will work on a triple rectifier and it sounds like ass <laughs> and then you you know you just you do have to finesse it and work with it and stuff mm -hmm. like that and work with a producer and have an open mind. So, yeah. um, so you, you've worked with a lot of really incredible producers. Do you have, have you had moments where like you were in a way like starstruck when hearing what they'd worked on, where you were just kind of like, Holy shit, I'm working with somebody that worked on this record that I think is amazing. Yeah. I mean, definitely at the beginning, but then you realize everybody's just people. So, right. I think that's kind of the main yeah, I mean, everybody's just a person, just like you, you know. So, oh, he's not a person. <laughs> I don't exist in any real plane. I'm invisible. I'm a ghost. I'm I'm invisible. I'm a part of your imagination. <laughs> you just imagining me. Exactly. Exactly. No, but uh, I don't know, and I think a lot of the times, you know, you you expect somebody to be able to do an amazing job on something or or exceed your expectations just because they, they have these credits that are amazing right it's like sometimes you can end up doing a better job than they can and and it's like been there done that right. or you go you know what i mean it's just subjective. <laughs> there's no right answer true true yeah, so yeah. Like, or you go find out that somebody that you think is is a wizard is doing a lot of the same things that you're already doing and yeah. you're like oh yes yep <laughs> like, like i don't even know as much as you i'm know on the right path methods. right right Okay. All right. So, real quick, we do have to pay our bills. Oh, is this okay. the poop decks? This is the, this is our sponsor, poop decks. Uh, pod decks. I'm sorry. Hell yeah, dude. Poop decks. <laughs> like I'm on a so, poop deck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Poop yeah. Uh, so what pod decks is, Alex? Is uh, um, fuck, I'm learning shit right now. They're little. That's right. They're little right. decks. Fifty cards in each deck, and it's for like budding podcasters who are looking to break the ice. Uh, who don't have verbal diarrhea like we do, and uh, you know they're they're fun like uh, party Why questions. Do you do a podcast if you don't have verbal diarrhea, maybe take like a different thing to do, dude. Because you have you'd this, think, you'd think. But this is the cure all. <laughs> this cures everything. It cures every. It's like Tussin. Yeah. For podcasters. Yeah. So uh, what they do is uh, they break the ice. You can 
bring them uh, bring them to your friend's house, bring them to the bar like Jim does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, each each deck has fifty yeah. cards. Each right. card has one question. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna have you do pick. It. You're gonna pick one deck, uh, and then you're gonna pick a question from that deck. So we have the interview deck, interview deck two. We've got the episode deck. We've got what the heck? Would you rather? We have what the fuck? And then we have how dare you? Which you have to say like that. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Um, which is really fun. It's got this like little. You see, looks like popcorn. Yeah. Looks like popcorn. Yeah. Um, so, Alex Bean, which which deck would you like to pick from? The fuck. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a good one too because it's got the old MTV logo. Yeah, this is cool branding. Hell yeah. Cool. Bring back MTV. Yes, please. Hope so. Um, so I'm going to shuffle so these cards while up. While he shuffles those, I will just let everybody listening know that you can go to poddex.com to check out these decks. Uh, they are always coming out with new ones. They have package deals. They have merch. They have some cool swag, T-shirts, things like that. Uh, they also have an app. So you can have, uh, you can have Poddex on your phone. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. Yes. Uh, if you, you decide to get, get something. Get this thing, dude. Get a trackball. That was Oh, trackball! Trackballs are great. Trackballs are fun. But yeah, yeah when you're over, when you're over there on, uh, when you are over there on Poddex, use the uh, promo code Bacon because everything is better with bacon, and you get ten percent off your entire order. So definitely check it out. All right, so I'm gonna fan these cards out, Alex, and Jim's gonna run his finger. We'll take the magic finger, and we are gonna move from my left to right, your right to left. You tell me when to stop. Hold it right there. It is held right Ooh. here. All right. Alex Bean, if humans came with a warning label, what would yours say? It's extremely, extremely dangerous. <laughs> do not eat. Do not mix with flame. Do not. Uh, do not touch eyes after handling. Do not touch eyes after handling. Smear with maple syrup. Frizzle oh. with maple syrup for best. Oh, man. For best experience. For best experience. For best maple experience, syrup. drizzle with maple syrup. <laughs> you know who's drizzled with maple syrup? Everyone from Canada. Everybody from Canada. Everyone. Like everybody in Vermont. <laughs> oh, Vermont too. Also Vermont. Vermont too. But no, Canadians are just like the nicest, sweetest people. They have poutine They're so running. sweet, dude. I think it's the syrup, dude. Poutine running through their veins. Yeah, yeah. We've had a few Canadians on, and oh, yeah. they were lovely people. Yeah, I've very... been from Canada. She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And well, we had. We, and we had. Yeah, yeah. We had. Uh, we had a couple of the guys from Silverstein on, oh, and so uh, Josh, Josh Bradford, their guitar player, is. He's, he's a sweetheart of a man. He is the sweetest of the sweetheart of men. Wow! In the world. I think when they, when they, if they, uh, he's at the doctor and they're drawing blood, it's just maple syrup. I think I think you're right. I think you're right. It's how very hard through? to get it out. It's very yeah, hard to get it out. Yeah. I got blood taken yesterday. It's gonna, oh, you no. Know? Yeah, it sucks. What's oh, up? I thought of that. Yeah, it looks like a track mark. It's awful. Yeah. Dude, that uh, the girl was new, by the way. She was like, it was funny because she started looking for my vein, right? And she starts pushing. She's like, okay. 
I can't really find a vein. Can you find the vein? And she goes to like the other girl, the other tech, and, she, and the other girl goes, okay, yeah, hold on. She wraps the thing around, rubber band around my arm, and she goes, here, 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 and here. Those are all good veins. And she walked away, and I was like, please don't walk away. <laughs> Can I have you? Can I have you, please? And then, uh, yeah, and then she just yeah, that looks in and... that looks like a few different uh, spots that she. Those, yeah. those were those were that was trial and error that happened right there. That was that. Um, this is Ooh. called training. Yeah, this is called training day. So this is training day. Yeah, right. That's awful. It's awful. I would love some uh, stick right now. You guys got some? What's that? Love some what? Chapstick. Yes, I do have some. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude. Pass I don't have any virtual them. ones. I don't even care if you use it. If you like previously used, that would be best. Actually. <laughs> um, I use uh, I use Everyman Jack. You are an Everyman Jack user. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I know. Uh, that. But but we are we are eventually getting uh, manscaped ones from. Uh, manscaped. They make things for your balls and your mouth and your mouth. Yeah, both. Important. Alex Alex Bean is, is not wearing pants, so he could probably benefit from some ball deodorant. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, the crop preserver or or the crop mop, the crop mop. I have those on me all the time. Yeah, that's all on my person at all time as well. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's like a ball wipe. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. They're fantastic. Uh, yeah. The mid the midday the midday ball wipe is key. Yeah, it's 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 yeah it's much needed. It's spiritual. Right. Yeah, it's, it is spiritual. It's an experience. Religious. It's very zen. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we do like to ask our, our guests, right? So Bacon is my podcast. Bacon is uh, kind of what we say is the thing that makes our lives better. So mm -hmm. obviously music is your bacon. Uh, you know, you do a lot of producing and writing and performing and all that stuff, right? What do you do to get out of your head? Uh, yeah, you, 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 music? you a gamer, you a hiker, you a... Well, I, I do some hiking. I do walking and hiking a lot. Definitely. I've started doing that in a massive way the past year. Craig, I, I can I, I do like three 12-mile walks a week slash hikes. Wow. Well, wow. you're in Atlanta. There's a lot of good outdoors. It's tremendous. outdoors to be had there, yeah. I used to not, yeah. I used to go, like when I first started, and I was doing like... I could do like two miles and I was like ugh, so exhausted. And then now I can do a bunch. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been really fun. I listen to a lot of music, do a lot of phone calls, do tons of emails, do FaceTimes, do zooms on these walks. You know, it's just, it's like an outdoor office. Nice. Yeah. The Wi-Fi is good out there, right? Eh? Yeah. Dude, AT&T <laughs> hooking it up. With the outdoor <laughs> with that 5GE. Nice. 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 So what else, what, what are your other, uh, what are your other passions? Do you, um, you said you, you hike, we know music's one. Uh, we know you're a Lord of the Rings lover book over the movie or movies over the books. I mean, they're, they're both equally good in different ways. The Frodo and Sam story is better in the book. Yes. The movie. Yes. The Aragorn, like his path and Merry and Pippin and all that's better in the movie than in the book. I could definitely agree with that. Yeah. I, I I fell off, and and I, I know you did too somewhat with the uh, with the Hobbit movies. Uh, they kind of another lost. one coming out. Yeah, they lost. They lost me. I, I I thought one, it didn't need to be a trilogy. I, I thought it was like they really stretched that out. You know, like really loud, tried dude. to stretch that out. The amount uh, of shitty CGI in those movies is like 
very sad. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, because you look at the Lord of the Rings and everything is done so amazingly well, and everything's yeah. done like the when you start to look at the behind the scenes, you see how they did so much of the practical stuff with, you know, perspectives to make uh, to make Frodo smaller and like all mm -hmm. these all these things that they did for the movie are just so awesome, and then. For the other ones, they just kind of CG'd. They just CG'd a dragon. Dude, yeah. so lame. Put some freaking effort into it. You know? And I I didn't like any of the characters in the Hobbit movie either. Yeah. I was There was not one... I didn't give a shit about anybody. No, I didn't either. There was no, no nothing I could relate to as much. And yeah. The, the orcs in the original one were way scarier because they were all unique. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, Lurtz's character is so freaking scary. His teeth are like... You yeah, know, got that like long hair. He looks like freaking like Predator, you know, from like yeah. the Schwarzenegger movie. Definitely, it's yeah, just, yeah. He's like vicious, and then that battle and the end of the first one with him and Boromir is like the extended edition of that is insane. He like licks the blood off of the. Yeah, the I I prefer that. That's one where like even though the extended edition means that you're sitting down for like a um, good number of hours, yeah. I like it. I like it better. I'll do it. You know, I'm like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta invest. Yeah, like, if it's if you're gonna watch Lord of the Rings, your extended version in a row, just do it. I mean, I'm gonna just bring this up, uh, and it and it's nowhere near the caliber of movie that Lord of the Ring, Rings is, but huh. like, uh, even even like Ben Affleck Daredevil. Have you ever seen the what? extended version of that? <laughs> I'm telling you. There's there's some additional like plot lines. You've been listening to Bacon is my podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. No, I'm telling you, there's additional plot lines in there Bruh. that make the movie actually decent and make sense. It's like the the extended um, which one was it? The the Batman versus Superman. That that movie was a hunk of shit. And then they came out with the extended edition, and it was a little less of a hunk of shit. It made a lot more sense. It made more sense. It was still a hunk of shit though. You know, it's a really good movie. It's 28 Days Later. Really good. Yes. Yeah. Really good movie. Cillian Murphy is one of my top fave actors. Him nice. and uh, Christian Bale, I think, are like my two top faves at the moment. Nice. Well, yeah, you had the whole Dark Knight series. There you go. Well, I watched that too. I watched, I watched 28 Days Later and Dark Knight both last night. Nice. Yeah. That's, nice. A, good, that's a good one too. So, yeah. how, how do you have you seen the Batman yet? The newest one? Yeah. yeah. No, I want to. I I think it looks sick. It's like a very uh, emo Batman. Uh, all right, so yeah, all uh, the only thing we'll say just because there's no spoilers. No, involved, no, no, bro, bro, no, bro. no spoilers. No, okay. no spoilers. Yeah. I'll just say go, go see it. Yeah, yeah, go see it. Zoe I love Zoe Kravitz, dude. She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's just yeah. so hot too in that movie. Like, yeah. like not to distill it down to just being hot because she's. Great. I feel like the movie is just she's like so hot. It's just like a model movie, like because you got like you know, it's just like, yeah. I feel like it's very. Uh, I, I expect it to be a lot about the visual imagery. Uh, no, it's more. Go Just go see it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Just go see it. Yeah. What I don't like is I don't like a lot of the Marvel movies. I really don't. I think they're kind of crap. Sorry. Which like what's what is it about them that's uh, that's losing you? The amount of CGI and uh -huh. the scripts are really it's just overly general. I don't know. It doesn't like the first Iron Man was really good. 
The Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans are really good. Mm-hmm. The Batman, the three Christopher Nolan Batmans are fucking unbelievable. And then all the rest of this stuff I can't really get into. Those are okay. the other things I can get into. I have to, I have to say I, I'll, I'll recommend you one. Go I'll just to. say check out check out uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the, which was this. It was the, the second, second Captain, Captain America, America movie. It's yeah. like an espionage movie uh-huh. that happens to have Marvel characters in it. Oh, okay. So I I'll, I definitely recommend that one just because it's really well written and it's really cool and it's okay. it's yeah. like and it's not a big CGI fest type of movie. Yeah. Nice. Like some of the other ones are. Yeah. So. That's yeah. I like your. I see your Joker poster. I guess big fan. Yeah, we. Love oh, we're we're comic book fans. We're we're, we're total nerds. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I got, the best Batman. I got uh, I got Batman on my arm. Oh, and sick. the and the Joker and yeah. I mean that, that's, that's the second one, right? Of the Batman. Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. the, definitely the best one. Just yeah. So good. And the way yeah. it looks, just like it's so. I think they might have shot it on film or something because the way it is is like so high quality. Yes, I think they, they, they did. shot. Uh, I think they and then they shot the, some of the some of the, that they were like the first ones to adopt the actual IMAX. Uh, the camera shooting the cameras. Yeah, yeah. in oh. in action scenes, like wow. So so a lot of a lot of things would just run in IMAX. Like they would have a movie, but it would just be on a giant fucking screen that you had to go like this to see a face. Right. Uh, but. Christopher Nolan for especially in the Dark Knight, um, oh. the the chase where uh, with the eighteen wheeler and stuff. Oh yeah, that whole thing was actually shot for IMAX, That's and sick. they were like the first ones that really did it. And wow. uh, so that that scene uh, when when uh, Batman went to go get uh, Lau, mm-hmm. where there was the big city skylines and everything like that Japan. Yeah. in yeah. Japan. Uh, that was all shot for for siege uh, oh, for one. IMAX. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. See. There was there was a, a bunch that were like truly shot for IMAX, and that was incredible to see in IMAX. But then you know, like most of the movies, they they don't shoot for IMAX, so it's just like, right. oh, cool, the face is over here. <laughs> you know, right, right. I see what you're saying because they they haven't, they haven't thought about the perspective and everything. Exactly, right. Right. exactly. They're just, just zooming big, you in. It's just really big. big time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what you're yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh we actually took up a lot of your time. So we're gonna let you go. All. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the deal. Cool. Open invitation. Yep. Uh, we're here. You let us know when you want to hang out. Well, maybe next time you won't be as hungover and we can have some drinks together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And 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 we're gonna be in uh in the area in uh November, so we'll nice. hit you up. Hell yeah! Um, so uh, yeah, so just let everybody know where they can find everything, Alex Bean. Where they can listen, where they can see what's going on with your life. All right, so check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, any any streaming service. Alex Bean. It's Alex with two X's. Bean like a green bean, like B E A N Bean. Alex Bean. All streaming services. Listen to Castles and listen to Misery. Those have just dropped. I got an acoustic version of Misery dropping next week. Along with a video, you can check me out on TikTok at Alex Bean, Instagram at Alex Bean, and find me on YouTube and YouTube Music. Uh, search Alex Bean and AlexBean.com, awesome. and you can buy. If you're really into like high quality downloads, you can buy the uh, the lossless versions, uh, digital downloads. I got them even in 32 bit float without dither. So 
for all you remixers out there and all you DJs, that's the file you want if you want to remix my song. Yeah, all your audio files too. Jump in there because all of his stuff is super high quality. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Definitely we can check it. it. Definitely check it. Maybe we can play with that. Check it, dude. Yeah. 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 Fucking A. Dude, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate it. And uh, for everybody that's listening, now you know a little bit more about Alex and you know what his bacon is. And you just know that every day you should be asking yourself the most important question. The one question. The one question. And, and what is that question? Because it is test time. Uh, what's your bacon? Look at oh! oh! Nailed it. Slammed it. Those guys. I'm going to assume that it was hilarious or funny or informative or uh, just plain fun. Because I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing it when you're seeing it. Right. That's how that's working. That's how that's happening. That's behind the scenes mm -hmm. here at Bacon is My Podcast. Indeed. Brought uh, to you. Yeah. Brought to you by our friends at drinkwildbills.com, gregorassoff.com, poddex.com. And this episode especially brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Indeed. Keep those bean bags. Marbles. Lean and tight. Yes, yes. Uh, use the promo code BACON at Grill Your Ass Off, Poddex, and DrinkWildBills.com mm -hmm. for 10% off your order. And BaconPod at Manscaped.com for 20% and free shipping. Pretty sweet. What are you giving shit away? Your balls will thank you. Yes, indeed. And we also have to thank our patrons. Yeah, we definitely do. Everybody over at, uh, at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, we hope you're enjoying all the extra content, the early content, the free shows, the live Commercial streams, free stuff. All that kind of stuff. So uh, hope you guys are enjoying that over there. And if you, as a listener, are into checking that out, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast and uh, just see what we got for you over there we do want to do a huge thank you to everyone that is listening keep sending in those five star reviews and uh, stay in the conversation with hashtag what's your bacon hashtag bacon pod and hashtag bacon is my pod or bacon is my podcast any of those mm -hmm. any yes. of those uh but for now let's jump into this interview let's do it now <laughs> 